A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts threw all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello, babies. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Thanks for listening to our show and to all the shows you listen to. I'm going to thank you on behalf of all of them. All of them, even if they're not on our same network. I don't care. Well, yeah. You know what? That's how generous we are. I don't care if it's a radio show, a podcast, or just uh, eavesdropping on your neighbors. Yeah, I also want to just thank you for listening to the people who talk to you personally one-on-one. <laughs> what, what, like their friends and family? Yeah, your spouse, you know, good good for you for listening to what other people say. Or at least doing a good job of pretending to listen. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> feel, I'm not going to congratulate people on that. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> How good you of know an actor why? are you? Because also it's like they're probably not hearing me say that anyway. Right. Yeah, they're pretending Um, to listen to our podcast. But you know what? As long as they're downloading it, I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Who does it benefit that they're pretending to listen? That's a that would be a weird move. It would be a super Um, weird move. I mean, I do I do know that people tend to fall asleep to our podcast sometimes. And not because it's boring, just because they intentionally no, do it. <laughs> it's never boring. Of course not. I do have that thing where sometimes I'm listening to a podcast while driving, and then I zone out for a minute, and then I try to rewind back to the spot, and then I zone out at the exact same spot again. Oh, my God. I do that all the time. And I'm just like, I guess this spot just really couldn't capture my, it couldn't grip my brain for whatever yeah. reason. I should just skip it. Or sometimes there will be like a part in an article or a story that I'm listening to where I'm like, oh, I feel like I missed a really important detail. And then I'll just go back and it won't be there. And I'll be like, oh, this is just how they're telling the story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm just confused. And that's baked in. Okay. Yeah. I'm supposed to be. Uh, Speaking of listening, I feel like I... I'm trying to like untangle this thing that happened to me this morning that I think is probably related to me like listening to a podcast while I walk my dog. Oh no, what happened? But oh my god. So I was walking Alan and I was we were walking down this like really quiet, like a dead end street. And um I was walking past this house that had like a tall gate, and I I guess I wasn't like looking around that much because this woman came out of her house and kind of like startled me a little bit. So I like stopped with Alan and I like looked at her to see what she was going to do next. Cause she didn't have a mask on because she was, I guess she was like heading to her car and she like looked at me and then went to her car and she said something that I didn't hear. I didn't think it was directed at me. I thought she was just talking to herself. And so I didn't respond because I also didn't know what it was. And then I, I I kept walking because there wasn't really any it it, it just wasn't clear to me what was happening and yeah. I was wearing a KN95 so I was like it's probably okay but um then she said something else that I didn't hear I assumed she just said like uh hello or something and I just said morning and I kept walking mm-hmm. and I was like I don't know what like I didn't do anything to her and like I didn't Yeah you were just walking I was just walking and I had headphones in. And also, for all she knows, I have a hearing impairment. Like, yeah, there's no reason to expect someone to hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I so I kept walking and like a couple blocks later. She drove by me Uh. and she pulled as she like pulled past me, she slowed down, looked over the passenger seat at me and gave me the finger. What the and fuck? drove off. What the fuck? What did she? Oh my God. What did she say? I'm so curious what she said. Like, I have no fucking idea. And I, here's the other thing. She has a personalized license plate. Oh. That is very memorable to me. <laughs> so this is not an anonymous person. This is someone whose house I walk by every morning who has a personalized license plate that I have memorized. Can we not hear- that there's anything I can do with that? Can we but- hear what it is or are you protecting the identity? 
that I feel like might be a step too far, but I uh. will say it is uh, a combination of a region and the weather that that region is known for. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Um, how many houses away is she from your house? Like how close of a neighbor? Two and a half blocks. Okay. So not like a neighbor, neighbor, but like, no, and I don't think she would like, she would have to see me walking into my house with the dog to know where I live. Do you think she Um, called you? Was she like, Hey, good looking. And then you didn't respond and she saw it as a rejection. And so she gave you the finger. No, I think maybe she, like, this is the thing that I'm trying to figure out. Did she tell me to wait, to, like, stand back and wait or something? Or did she... Oh, because you were walking in front of while the car was pulling out, or... She wasn't in the car. Yeah, so why... I have no... I honestly have no idea what the fuck it was about. Wow. And it just really put a sour taste in my mouth for the rest of the morning. Yeah. Um yeah, you're already you're still having per- a rough morning. You're still sort of pursing your lips as if you're have a lemon in there. <laughs> um, it's- and here, just to paint a picture for you guys too. So because it's so sunny here, I always wear a hat when I walk the dog, and the hat that fits me best says crazy sexy cool on it. <laughs> so I wear that hat every day. And I realized the other day I was like, oh my God. I wonder if people call me the crazy, sexy, cool lady. <laughs> you truly cannot control what other people call you or like what their impression of you is. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I mean, you can control it a little bit by what you put on your hat, but. Yeah, I guess so. I just hadn't really been thinking about it. Like I have so many hats and just that one has ruined me for all the others because none of them fit me as perfectly. Yeah, I know what you mean. I have a hat I wear almost every day and it just has a duck on it and I don't even have a particular <laughs> affinity for ducks but I just I like it um mm. it replaced my favorite hat which was a red hat that had cockfighting on it that I got for a dollar at a thrift store but I had to stop wearing it because seeing a red hat was triggering for people oh yeah wait did it have a picture of cockfighting or did it have the words cockfighting both <laughs> <laughs> damn I can't wait till uh, Trump is gone long enough that we can wear hats like that oh god again. do you think it'll ever come back around I'm not I sure maybe I think not. maybe not you got in our rid lifetime. of it though no I still have it you know it's my yeah. it's my favorite but um oh so okay wait is the writing how is the writing applied to the hat it's all like is it embroidered I think it's embroidered and it just says cockfighting and like big capital letters and then it has two like little cocks fighting on it which again I'm not into cockfighting but it is a funny Hat. I wonder if there's a way to dye the rest of the hat. Yeah, but not the embroidery. I bet. Okay, here's my idea. And this is maybe more work than you want to do. Put masking tape over the embroidery uh-huh. and then put a combination bleach and water mixture Ooh, in a spray bottle and spray it. Yeah. So it would be like splatter paint and then the rest of it would turn kind of pink. This is a great idea. Thank you. Um, would splotchy pinkish red look a little like zitty? <laughs> What's zitty? As someone who has zits? I don't know. I just, those oh. colors. <laughs> I just uh, immediately assumed that you knew cool slang that I didn't know. Zitty. <laughs> I was like, is that like zaddy, but like an update to be like. <laughs> it's like a sexy woman like, who has zits. A sexy, a almost 38 year old woman. <laughs> or a sexy, a sexy teen dad. <laughs> zitty. Oh my God. Um, no, I like that. Maybe I can bleach it and then add another color, like a little bit of blue, make it more like patriotic. Yeah, no, I think I can do something. Last time I wore it, literally, I was like crossing the street and Paul F. Tompkins saw me from behind and screamed because he saw me wearing a red hat and got scared. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, anyway. Anyways, uh, that's very... Rob just texted, uh, please share the plate with us. I'm going to put it in the, um, in the chat. In the, in oh, our, this in is our chat. so frustrating to our listeners. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Emily loves sharing things with us that our listeners are not privy to. Yeah. Listen, um, I don't want to dox people on the show. No, I know. That's, a, that, that's probably a But good. that being said, if any of you have some sort of access to a uh, license plate database. <laughs> Hit me up, <laughs> and we can do some cross referencing. 
our, any of our cop listeners uh, able yeah. to? Oh God! Um, oh God! God. Any of our yeah. asshole listeners? Um, uh, this reminded me of the hot sauce because you know that was another thing that you didn't share with our listeners until recently. Um, and I've been asked by a couple of friends, like, okay, but did you really like the hot sauce, or were you just like being polite on the podcast? <laughs> Oh my God. And uh, what was your answer? You no, know, I said, I really do like it. I am still, I'm continuing to put it on my eggs. That's how I like it best. Yeah. Um, Adam Listen, does not I, like it. Um, okay. He's decided that it is too heat forward for him and he cannot like really enjoy the flavor because it is so hot. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, that is totally understandable. Like you can't have too much of it if your tolerance is different, but. Yeah. Which is weird because he has a higher spice tolerance than I do, I would say. Oh yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, I think I I just like a little on my eggs. Yeah, that's my honest um, review. Listen, I would not. My feelings would not be hurt if you didn't like it. <laughs> if anything, it would help my sense of um, tragedy of the commons anxiety if I felt like there was a dissenting opinion about the quality of the hot sauce that might deter people from snapping it up. I do not like it enough t- that I feel the need to hoard it, but we'll yeah. see how I feel when my bottle runs out because then my tune might change. Yeah. I might have a little <laughs> bit of a panicked moment because, you know, I'm, I'm used to having it around at this point. I've grown accustomed to its taste. Um, <laughs> I've grown accustomed to its taste. <laughs> Uh, I had a frustrating experience to share. Um, I had to go to a horse hospital for the first time, an experience oh. I've been dreading. Um, oh God, yeah, Junie. Oh, how Junie. is she doing? She's T- doing tell better. us what happened. Well, she she keeps having choking incidents where she like ate her hay too fast and it would just stick in her esophagus, and I'd have to get the vet out to clear it out. And the vet came, and this time, it was the third time this has happened in those many months, um, the vet could not clear it out. And she was like, I think, you know, if this was my horse, I would send her to Chino, which is the closest hospital. And I was like, oh, no. Um, oh, no. And I started sobbing. But luckily, uh, the other women at the barn were so helpful and, like, moved with an efficiency, you know, you would see on, like, a film set. Like, like one of them called the hospital, one called the trailer, and two of them went to the store to grab me a sandwich because I hadn't had dinner yet. Um, and then one drove me all the way to the hospital, uh, which is 40 miles away because she was like, that's a terrible drive to have to make, you know, when it's your horse. So I'm going to take you. Um, so shout out to those women. Thank you, Vivian, oh my gosh. Vivian, Davy, and Sonia really saved my ass. Cause I was just standing there sobbing, not knowing what to do. Like the weirdest thing when your horse is that sick is you need to find a man with a truck and a trailer at 9 PM who is willing to drive 40 miles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I will say, like, I have a very small (laughs) transportable dog, Uh and getting him to a hospital 15 minutes away was, like, an unimaginable difficulty. (laughs) So I can't imagine getting a horse to Chino. (laughs) And let me tell you, when a horse is sick, they often do not want to get on the back of a trailer, and that's a whole thing. Luckily... Juniper, bless her heart, is such an easy loader. She just stepped right on that thing. Like, it, she was loaded easy so loader. freaking fast. No, it's a whole thing. It's like when horses sell, you have to say, do they load easily? Because that's a whole, you know, can of worms. Um, but so we got this man who, like, lives in Chatsworth to drive out with his big trailer. And so he he got her. Um, but, yeah, it was really wow. stressful. She um, So she has, like, a pouch in her esophagus where food keeps getting caught, and it's just going to be an issue the rest of her life. So I can't feed her hay ever again. Uh, and that's oh, no. what horses are built to eat. They need to eat 20 pounds a day. I didn't <gasps> know. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot I didn't know about horses. Um, like, And so she has to be on, like, liquid, soupy pellets. Um, and the vet was like, yeah, horses, you know, they don't like to eat this because they're not built to eat soup. He was like, he's this like verbose German man. And he was like, you know, you and I, we like to eat soup. We eat mashed potatoes, but horses, no. <laughs> <laughs> he said so many funny things. You and me, wink, wink. We I like know. soup. We like soup. I'm like, you're right, sir. He also like compared her esophagus to like when you go to try on clothes and you stretch out the sleeve of a sweater. He made so many weird analogies. Oh, um, wow. But yeah, it's been really rough. She w- we brought her home after a week and she was so sad and upset and she would just stand in the corner of her stall like not looking at me and she was on a hunger strike. I couldn't get her to eat. Um 
So oh, no, that's so stressful. I know. So I was just like, oh, like what can I do to get her to eat? And she doesn't live at my house, so I can't keep an eye on her all the time. It's also hard. Um, oh, but yeah, she's finally she's finally eating now, and she's was kind of a butthole yesterday, which means she's feeling like herself again. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been feeding her now? So she gets these soup. Um, <laughs> yeah, she gets these pellets that have been soaked for 10 minutes and along along with alfalfa pellets along with like you know other stuff we can chop up and anything small you know she can eat that won't get stuck in her throat so i've been cutting yeah. up apples and carrots and like um i can also graze her so i've been walking her all the way to this park to let her graze on fresh grass um, oh that's good it's good horses are kind of built to eat like 20 hours a day or like just <laughs> graze nonstop. And so it's weird that we I only feed to them that. meals. Yeah, I know. They're, I'm a grazer as well. <laughs> I'm built to eat chips. Uh. <laughs> um, I have to say, like, you know, we I've been keeping up with this situation. And mm-hmm. every time you say horse at a hospital in the same sentence, I, I just hear it in a Mulaney voice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> when I imagine the the mom from like Rick and Morty who's like a horse surgeon. Oh. <laughs> and that's like a I, that's like a fun just, a funny like vocation for her to have. And I'm like, that's a real job. <laughs> but yeah, it's very important I, to me. I just keep thinking of John Mulaney saying, There's a horse in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> um also you sent a picture of of Juniper in the horse hospital. And it's, I was like, I don't know what I was expecting, uh-huh. but it's just like a warehouse. <laughs> like, yeah, It's, it's like an airplane hangar. <laughs> it was cool to see the operating room because it looked like a regular operating room, but just big, really big, <laughs> like a big table and just everything was like giant sized. <laughs> I thought that was cute, but uh, I'm really glad to great. have her, have her back and now she's feeling better and finally starting to put weight back on again. She got so skinny. <laughs> I'm very happy she's feeling better. Yeah. Um, we should talk about, we got a bunch of great emails. Oh, yeah. Store names. Funny yeah, we got, store we got, names. We got a few. Um, one of them, um, someone wrote, New York is full of extremely exceptional establishment names. But one that's <laughs> close to my heart is absolutely yours. Savings for you, a discount store in Brooklyn where they resell flawed products from manufacturers. Something about the way they have to state twice that these savings are for you really tickles my noodle. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And then we got another one. I thought you guys might like to hear about a vegetarian restaurant in Dublin, Ireland called Blazing Salads, a pun on the movie Blazing Saddles. Um, They attached a picture. And what I really hate about this is that they have Blazing Salads twice in a row. First, it's Blazing Salads in all caps. And then it's the Blazing Salads Food Company in a different font under it. Yeah. I find that really disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) It's like repulsive to me. (laughs) Also, like an interesting branding choice that they're like, their color is orange. And I get that they're going for like carrots, but you got to go green if you're a salad restaurant. I know. Exactly. I mean, green is like the best way to make your restaurant look healthy, even if it's not. It's just make it green. Yeah. Um, We also got one um, that someone saw on a road trip driving through Cortez, Colorado, and it is for lots of pasta, that's a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) And it's spelled L-O-T-S-A, one word, pasta, that's a T-H-A-T apostrophe Z-A pizza. So lots of pasta, that's a pizza. (laughs) God. (laughs) Really, really good. Really good. Um, I you can you can keep uh, sending us these. I I don't think I'm ever going to get sick of them. Um, Me neither. I also put out um, a. Or were there any more you wanted to read before I talk no. about this other thing? No. Um, so I put out a call on Twitter last weekend because I was. I don't know if you've ever been in the situation where um, there was a. Uh, I had read kind of like a bad review of something that I thought was going to be bad and I found it really satisfying. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And, but I didn't, 
it didn't totally satisfy me completely. And I was like, I think I want to read more bad reviews of things right now. So I put on Twitter that I was like in the in the mood to read bad reviews of things. <laughs> and people <laughs> responded with a lot of really, really funny things that I really enjoyed. But I think the one that captured my imagination the most was someone told me there was like, they, they sent me the the Google Maps reviews page for a store in Asheville, North Carolina called the Celtic Way. Uh-huh. And I was not prepared for the journey that I went on. I won't <laughs> I won't bore you with all of them, but I do recommend going like a lot of the reviews are cross-posted on Google and TripAdvisor and Yelp. It's like a lot of the same stuff. Uh-huh. The gist is Pretty much every review details the same experience, which is <laughs> someone walked by this store, thought it seemed interesting. They walked inside and an old woman was sitting behind a table at the door and asked them what they were doing in her store. <laughs> and they said they wanted to look around and she said, get out. <laughs> that this store is not for browsing. Her customers know what they want. And a lot of them wow. mention that she is racist. Wow. Um, a lot of them mention that she will ask you about your Scottish heritage. And if it's not up to snuff, um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that she will leave. I'll read you one. Where, okay, one wait, where is this store? So it's in Asheville, North Carolina. It's on a very touristy street. It's apparently on this like little sort of like pedestrian like row of little shops and restaurants. And, and, and it's like a gift shop. They have like. It's, well, it's hard to tell what's in the shop because so few people were allowed to look inside. <laughs> but I, someone on TripAdvisor posted a picture of the woman and I'm you can see the shop in the background. She's yeah, scowling. And she's, she's scowling. There are like kilts and stuff and like even when people went in there being like I am looking for a kilt with my family tartan on it if they didn't know enough about their family's history or genealogy she would be like get out (laughs) um so okay I'm gonna read a couple of these reviews if that's okay yes please okay so this one is titled a shame to be Celtic when I see this place honestly stay away (laughs) A friend and I were wandering around downtown Asheville and I stumbled on this shop. In all fairness, I must admit that I have owned a Celtic shop of my own and am no stranger to the goods and atmosphere of one. So I expected to feel at home and maybe even chat up the superannuated proprietor some. None of that happened or was ever likely to have happened as it turned out. Where to start? (laughs) First, the shop hour sign said it was open. The proprietor was in and behind the counter, but the door was locked. (laughs) When I stuck my face to the window, she disengaged from whatever she was doing and unlocked the door. She also moved two signs just inside the door, so you could literally only go a couple of steps into the shop. She mumbled something about forgetting to reopen, then took a very brusque tone and asked what specifically we wanted to see. Not a Celtic welcoming. Strike one. (laughs) There was a radio audibly playing Rush Limbaugh. (laughs) And there were were copies of various crazy right-wing books lying on display and even covering some of her goods. Remember, there were only a few feet available inside the front door and the display window to see. Most notably, Ann Coulter's How to Talk to Liberals and some conspiracy theory tomes. From the front, I can see that she had some tartan sample books and mostly Scottish tartan items with a Cornish national national tie. I told you I had owned such a shop before and would know all about this. Not Celtic thinking or acting and also not normal strike two. Uh, it was only a few seconds before she started talking and it was not pretty. A hodgepodge of disjointed, angry, and hateful chatter seemingly memorized from the internet and crazies oh like the aforementioned duo and even worse talk radio. Not a word about Celtic anything, just rants about the shadow government and conspiracies. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> there's a lot more, but I also wanted to read one positive review. <laughs> yeah, let's get a balance. Uh... There are positive reviews as well. Wow. It's interesting. Like people ha- have either like one of two experiences, either they're immediately turned away or she like involves them in the 45 minute conversation. Yeah. This is either a one star or five star situation. There's <laughs> yeah. like no, nothing there's between. very few. This is actually a four star <laughs> review, which oh, okay. is th- extremely unusual. <laughs> um, there are literally hundreds of people though, 
saying this is a horrible store uh, and you should stay away. <laughs> yeah, I see on the, on the TripAdvisor there are 60, 60 terrible reviews. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a four-star review and it says, my friend Chris and I were shopping in downtown Asheville while waiting on my sister when we wandered into the store. After an hour of titillating conversation, we had forgotten that we were shopping or you even in a store rather than in Betty's drawing room. I finally saw my sister looking for us and we made our excuses to Betty, promising to come back again soon. Every time we're in downtown Asheville, we stick our heads in and say hi to Betty, even though she threatened to shoot the mayor next time she was alone with him in the elevator. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want to go here. I mean, I kind (laughs) of... I mean, I it goes without saying I am literally dying to go to this store. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love an encounter with like an old cranky coot. <laughs> I'm like, I really want to just do all of my research, figure out exactly what I need to say to convince her that I'm Scottish, that I'm the right yeah. kind of Scottish, yeah. that uh, I hate. Kamala Harris, that I'm ready to go in and buy a very specific tartan um, and just see what I I just want to see inside this store. Yeah, just see if you can get past this like troll. Like it's like, yes, it's it's literally a troll with like riddles that you can't. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it was like really satisfying to read all of these reviews. And I just can't believe this place is still open somehow. I love it so much. Like even throughout the pandemic, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, I, there's something so nice about just reading, reading bad reviews. I don't know why. You always crowdsource the best stuff online. (laughs) You're using social media in the right way. Thank you. I got to say that like I have definitely started enjoying social media more when I've been using it for things like that. Like send me your favorite bad reviews. Tell me all of the best gossip from your hometown. Things like that are fun. It's like it's it's stuff we all have access to. But because I have a slightly larger platform, I get a good a good cross section. Yes. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to travel again when the pandemic's over. I'm first stop the Celtic Way in Asheville, North Carolina. I mean, if any Asheville's of our listeners, <laughs> if any of our listeners live in Asheville, North Carolina, and you've had an experience at the Celtic Way, I would, I would love to hear from you. Please Actually, email yeah. us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, please do. Please follow up. I, uh, yeah, I have a friend who lives there, so I'm going to ask her if she's ever seen this store. Oh she my could. gosh, please. <laughs> I'm like, stop the podcast, text your friend. We'll I know. Zoom recording when you hear back. <laughs> I know you're busy and like have a baby and stuff, but just drop everything and go to the <laughs> store and then tell me. And get yelled at by this old racist lady yeah. <laughs> so that I can find out if all of the other reviews which have corroborated each other are true (laughs) yeah i just want a more firsthand account from someone i know yeah Um, should we do uh chunch chat yeah uh we'll be right back with chunch chat our regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of martha stewart's pony ben chunch baby geniuses is brought to you by native this year we're all looking forward to a fresh start Emily, what are some things you're looking forward to this year? Oh, I have been putting all my new plants in my garden bed, getting ready for summer, bringing in the new scents, scents, smells, uh, bounty of the new season. I'm so excited. You can start fresh with fresh scents from Native. Native cares about what you put on your armpits. That's why their deodorants ingredients list includes things you've actually heard of, like coconut oil and shea butter. Another plus, none of their products are tested on animals, and almost everything is vegan. You can choose from over 10 scents, including their classics and rotating seasonals. Emily, did you have a favorite scent from Native? The eucalyptus one, I think. Um, mm. But I also really like the candy cane from, uh, from the seasonal one, yeah. I'm still using the candy cane one because I love Christmas. <laughs> and even as it becomes springtime, I want to just pretend it's still Christmas. <laughs> just because Hallmark isn't showing Christmas movies doesn't mean your armpits can't be. <laughs> Make the switch to Native today by going to nativedeo.com slash geniuses or use promo code geniuses at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's Native deo.com slash geniuses or use promo code geniuses at checkout for 20% off your first order. We know everything. 
Baby Geniuses is supported in part by Libby. Oh, we love Libby. Libby is a free reading app created by Overdrive. It lets you borrow ebooks and audiobooks from your library on your phone, tablets, Kindle, or computers. All you need is a valid library card from your local library. Even if you don't have a library card currently, you can read samples of any book you see. They're long samples, too. If you pick out any novel, you can read like 100 uh, pages. Whoa, that's so much. I love Libby. I use it all the time. I'm using it right now. I'm reading a book about uh, screenwriting that I felt, you know, weird about buying. (laughs) (laughs) It's never too late to learn more about how to do the thing thing you do. (laughs) (laughs) Libby works just like your physical library. You simply borrow available books you want to read, and then they return themselves automatically after your loan expires. I have a whole bunch of books on hold right now. Right now I'm taking a break from from reading books because I wanted to read a magazine article. So I just uh, put, I wanted them to hold a little longer because I'm not ready for them to be delivered to my Kindle yet. And Libby's like, I got you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And it's also like, you don't have to keep track of any dates when you need to return things. It'll return it automatically for you. There's no late um, fees. Uh, it's free. It's amazing. We love Libby. I don't you can know download you- Libby in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store to start borrowing and sampling ebooks and audiobooks today. Libby. Libby. Are you riddled with guilt over your TBR pile? Are you filled with shame about a book that you just can't seem to finish? Are you having regrets because grad school killed your love of reading? We're Reading Glasses and we're here to help. I'm Mallory. And I'm Bria. Let us absolve you of all your reading guilt. Stuck on a book you don't like? We'll help you dump it. Can't figure out what to read next? We'll recommend something in your wheelhouse. Can't decide where to buy your books from? We'll point you in the right direction. No matter what you read or how you read it, we'll help you do it better. Reading Glasses, every Thursday on Maximum Fun. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch. Fine wine, full moon, and we're chatting about chunch. 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 Um, there's no new chunch news, but I did have a, get an update on the swan that flew into Martha's yard. Um, uninvited. (laughs) So she has a a picture of the swan looks distressed. Uh, two men are surrounding it, trying to catch it with a bag. Um, (laughs) 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 and the caption is early this morning, two very gentle rescuers came to the farm to take the errant and wounded mute swan to a rehabilitation center. At Quality Pro Pest and Wildlife Services, an organization that makes sure wounded and wild animals like the swan who landed at the farm looking for help, its right foot was badly mangled, find medical attention. Um, so, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> the picture does not look that gentle, but I, I'm sure it was. Um, and I'm glad, I'm glad the swan is getting help. Me too. Um, and, then, and I'm glad she's keeping us updated about it. Me too. I would like as many posts about this swan as possible. Um, also, I did not realize that Martha's catchphrase was "That's a good thing." Um, I had no idea. And oh, really? Isn't yeah, it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Sometimes yeah. she says that. Sometimes it's um, a good thing. Is her? But I didn't know that. I, I don't know. I never really watched her show. Um, I think I only knew that because of the SNL. Yeah. So maybe I have a thing um, about that. Well, like Adam was like surprised that I didn't know about it, but um, I looked it up. And I found a clip on YouTube of Alan Cumming uh, on her show, and he does an impression, and he says, and that's a good thing. Um, and then- Wow. Talk Mar- about a cross-section of your interests. I know. And he was talking about being <laughs> on The Good Wife on there, and I was like, click, immediately going to watch that. Um, and then Martha says, oh, they do impressions of her on SNL, and Alan Cumming asks who, and she says, that blonde lady, Anna Gasteyer. Uh, and he's like, oh, I love her. You know, they weren't mean, I hope. And Martha says, oh, no, never. SNL, they're not mean. And then they both laugh. Um, <laughs> and then she says, we love them all. And then she pauses. And then she says, she can't do anything I do. She tries. <laughs> oh, my God. Like cutting little bitchy thing that she just couldn't help but wow. throw in there. Just a little dig at Anna Gasteyer. 
Oh, Martha, you're so complicated. Oh, I love her. She just can't, <laughs> can't help herself. <laughs> I feel like I saw a headline recently that was about how she's like been inundated with like propositions and she's been posting all these thirst traps and yeah. she just can't get to them all. Yeah. I saw I that it. too. I mean, that was a good thirst trap that one she posted where she yeah. was in the pool and her lips were all pursed. And she was yeah. like, I didn't know what a thirst trap was. What am I thirsty for? <laughs> Uh, the answer is come, apparently. <laughs> uh, yep. Oh, boy. Oh, um, boy. <laughs> well, does that conclude Chunch Chat? It does. That concludes Chunch Chat. It's time now for One on Fun. Emily. Yes. What would you say has been your biggest gardening failure and your biggest gardening success so far in your gardening journey? Wow. Okay. So this is an emotional question. <laughs> no, it's a tough one. We're doing no, it's not. Um, my <laughs> biggest gardening failure, there are a few. I mean, it's the probably the avocado trees that just straight up died. And there were, I think, at least two whole avocado trees that I killed. So that was not great. Yeah. Um, Those are hard. Avocados are weirdly hard. They're hard. hard. There's a lot of, um, there's been a lot of troubleshooting that I've had to do. They're really sensitive to the sun and to heat. And Mm -hmm. like, if they didn't have enough foliage, they just like, like mine just like burned to a crisp, basically. And so Mm -hmm. I planted a new one and then it wasn't growing like it was just stagnant it was just like the same size and I finally for like months and months and months and I was like what is going on and I finally looked it up and it turned out that like I had buried it too deep the roots needed to be more level with the uh soil surface and so I had to dig it up and replant it with like the roots kind of sticking out a little bit Mm -hmm. and do this like very regimented like uh feed it a bunch of water every day for six weeks and then cut down to twice a week. And now there's a bunch of new growth, which is exciting. Uh, but I'm like, right. I hope that it comes in in time before it gets too hot. Mm-hmm. And I had to like whitewash it to make sure like to protect the trunk. Like there's just a lot. Um, so that's been a big failure, but hopefully I'm coming back from it and learning from it. And I think I feel weird saying my biz- biggest success was my peas because I feel like <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do that much to make them thrive. They just really did a lot of that on their own. And I was just really proud of them. Yeah. Um, they were just so great and so prolific. And I was just so blown away by their growth and their. I love that. They were just so wonderful. It was really sad to take them down. Um, I'm really excited to grow them again next year. Why do you have to take them down? Just because of the season? The season was just ending. Yeah, they were Mm -hmm. just starting to die back a little bit. And I really wanted to prep the soil for the next stuff. So there's a potato patch there now. Um, And so, and then I need those to die off before I can plant like my other stuff. I I, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to to plant other stuff there yet. But um, anyway, so... Yeah, I guess maybe my peas. I don't know. Yeah, seems like it. I really like my plants that thrive, and I'm I feel a lot of animosity towards my plants that don't. Yeah, I mean, I had another big failure recently, which was that I just didn't learn how to um, prune my Brussels sprouts, oh. and they just grew huge, but they never made the sprouts because I didn't prune them properly, oh. and that was a failure of lack of research, and I felt bad about that. It's okay. You're learning. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we're, you know, fig- I'm figuring it out. I, I'm more proud of the plants that like, that I figure out how to grow that I failed at initially. So yeah. it's a and complicated they made a comeback. <laughs> yeah. Or like the first time I tried it, it didn't work. And then the next time I tried it, it did because I did something differently. Um, okay. Lisa. Yeah. Um, oh God. What is the girliest thing about you? Oh, what is the girliest thing about me? By the standards of like the traditional, uh, you know, stupid gender binary. Of society. Um, yeah. Like I, I do not like having my, I mean, I guess this is girly. I don't really like having my, uh, doing any professional like appearance or photo or video without having hair and makeup done. Is that hmm. girly? 
Um, yeah, it's like quote unquote girly. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah I like. I I think I I wish I could kind of go without makeup, but I feel like just for how I present myself, I don't really look pre- ready unless I. Maybe it's like it feels like I have a mask on a little bit, and so that helps mm-hmm. me, you know, because I get nervous about those things. I don't know. I paint my nails. Uh, I shave my legs. That's pretty girly. <laughs> what else? All I right. wear perfume. I wear perfume sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty girly, I guess. Sometimes I tried some perfume the other day that immediately gave me a horrible headache, and I really regretted trying it. <laughs> Oof. I was yeah. like, "Oh shit!" I just gave myself a migraine. <laughs> I'm sure, like, I feel like perfume is probably like really bad for you, but I, I like never wear it because I think that Peter would probably be allergic to it. Yeah, but I don't know. Adam and um, I both both kind of like wearing scents. Yeah. My latest thing is like I have this bath soak that has like bergamot Ooh, yeah. scent in it. And I love the smell of bergamot. I don't, what does bergamot smell like? Is that like oranges? Is it's it- kind of, it's citrusy. It's the yeah. thing that they use in Earl Grey tea. It's the thing that makes like normal tea Earl Grey tea. That sounds good. I really it's like good. doing a bath with the works now, which I never thought I would. I, I light a candle. I put bath salt in. I put in like lavender bubbles. Ooh, <laughs> I yeah. do the whole thing. Sounds I don't great. know why. It's just so relaxing. Because it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. We're all turning into Frasier and I think it's fine. We are. I'm turning into like an old, like a, like a grandma. Yesterday I had like a free couple of hours. And so I rewarded myself by doing a puzzle that's like a world map. And I listened to car podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that describes a grandma, but it definitely, yeah, I guess it doesn't describe someone our age, but, but maybe it also gran- kind of does. It's maybe more more grandpa, but I didn't want to like generalize with gender. I think yeah. a grandma could also Listen, be into cars. This one on fun segment has uh, unintentionally uh, reinforced some ideas about gender essentialism. And that was not the intention. I, you should know that we don't actually believe that cars are boys. <laughs> All <laughs> and cars, perfume is girls. <laughs> car, cars are obviously female. I thought that that was clear. <laughs> <laughs> the headlights are like tits and wait, what? we get in them and no, i don't know <laughs> I, yeah i i don't know We've truck gone- is a boy and a car is a girl <laughs> that's why trucks have truck nuts and cars have uh labia <laughs> can are there truck labia can you buy a truck and put like labial folds on the back i don't know that would appeal to a someone's very prob- someone's probably selling that. Yeah, a very niche market. <laughs> <laughs> My car needs genitals. Damn it! <laughs> but those genitals don't determine the gender of your car. <laughs> like that's not how gender works. It's not yeah. defined by your genitals. It's not. It's to, oh God. Pe- anyway, it's the, it's like the weirdest display of how people define themselves by their vehicle, and their vehicle is an avatar for how they see themselves. It's like, yeah, my truck has big balls. <laughs> and once again, I ask. I'm sure I've asked this on the podcast before, but I'm like, is the implication that the rest of the car, rest of the truck, is the penis? <laughs> Like the whole truck is the penis and then there's just those little balls dangling down. This is a great question. And then is the tailpipe like a sort of asshole? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But then what is the bed of the truck? I want a car that shits realistic shits. (laughs) Like in Detroiters? Oh, yeah. Is that a thing in Detroiters? I totally forgot. Oh, please, everyone watch every episode of Detroiters. I think it's on Paramount Plus now. I should probably rewatch it all at this point. Oh, let's do Endorse Horse. I've got two. I've got two. We're going to do an Endorse Horse right now. Yes. Baby geniuses endorse, letting nature take its course. Endorphins pump from the source when they hop up on that horse. Two babies, one Endorse Horse. Endorse Horse. Endorsing services and items, no remorse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Riding off into the sunset. Now here's something we endorse. Okay, number one, all of Detroiters. Watch every episode of that show. It's unbelievable. It's so good. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. If you love Tim Robinson, you will love Detroiters if you haven't seen it. 
My second one, and this is one that I've been like binging on on YouTube, and I, you know, I not everyone is good, but a lot of them are really funny and fascinating to me. There's a YouTube channel called How to Cook That with Anne Reardon, who's Australian, and she does this series debunking viral cooking hacks. Ooh, where she will like all of these like. All of these like hack videos that you might have seen like YouTube ad for ads for like Blossom or Five Minute Crafts or things like that, where they're like, you can use this to do this. They're all fucking fake. <laughs> like they're all fake. <laughs> and um they all seem like like I, I don't know why it didn't even cross my mind to like question them. Cause it's like of course they're faking them. It just seems pointless to fake them to me, but of course they're faking them because they're getting millions of views. These are incredibly profitable videos for them to make. But um, there was one where, um, and so what Anne Reardon will do is she will be like, I'm going to follow, I'm like a professional cook. I can, I'm going to follow these directions exactly and show you that it doesn't work mm-hmm. and show you how they probably faked it. And uh, there's a really funny one where they like, they're like, Take five eggs and this much flour and mix it up and put it in a plastic bag. And then if you poke holes in the bag and drip it into boiling water, it'll turn into noodles. Oh, yeah. It's like liquidy egg egg flour. And and like and then they cut to the pot and it's like full of noodles. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> she's like, okay, I'm going to do it. And she does it exactly. And it's just this like gloppy egg mess. <laughs> it's just like mushy scrambled eggs. And it's obvious that they just use ramen. Like it's clearly ramen. Why did and- they do this? Is it just to get the views and then they get like money or... Yeah, it's just to get views wow. and money. They have like hundreds of millions of views on on YouTube and... Um, I, I don't know like what, but it's like, none of them are useful and yeah, they're, they're all real. like, yeah. Uh, I and kind she of, does, I yeah. like how creative they are at least. Yeah. They're all creative, but they don't fucking work. <laughs> they, have, they all have like a cartoon logic to them. Yeah. Where they're like, <laughs> do you, and it's just like selling you this idea that like, there are all these like hidden answer, hidden, simple answers to life's problems that you can just you can just figure out and yeah, there is such a thing as like a hack. Like sometimes that's true, but not, not to the extent that they're trying to, trying to sell it to you. Yeah. Uh, it's just content forms. Anyway, um, that's my endorse horse. Um, I can think of an endorse horse. Uh, this is sort of along the lines of your one on fun question. Girly things do I do? I like listening to uh, beauty podcasts. Um, even though I don't do a lot of those things, but I just, like listening to them. I don't know why. Um, I find them comforting, but there's a a lot of them are like sort of not ironic enough or like, I I want them to kind of acknowledge like how bullshitty the whole industry is. Like you you want them to like, yeah, question the system that they're. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, I like glowing up. That one's fun. Um, it's very funny to me. Uh, but I also just started listening to Poog, which is Kate Berlant and oh, yeah. Glenn Novak's one. And I'm like, okay, now this one, this one understands how fucking bullshit all this stuff is and, and, and <laughs> treating it with humor, but also clearly they're very interested in all the <laughs> topics yeah. they're covering. Um, but oh, I, great. I really enjoy it. <laughs> I love those ladies. Me too. They're so funny. Um, all right. Uh, that concludes Endorse Horse and One on Fun. We will be right back with Wiki of the Week. Welcome to Wiki of the Week. This week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by Chloe Ingram. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you. It is the Wikipedia page for List of CB Slang. CB slang is the distinctive anti-language argot or cant, what argot, uh, which developed among users of citizens band radio, CB, especially truck drivers in the United States during the 1970s and early 1980s. Hmm. An argot or a cant is like a, uh, a jargon, a jargon or language of a group often employed to exclude or mislead people outside the group. It may also be called a cryptolect, argot, anti-language, or secret language. I love that. I love Um, cryptolect. 
Yeah. Uh, the slang itself is not only cyclical, but also geographical. Through time, certain terms are added or dropped as attitudes toward it change. For example, in the early days of the CB radio, the term good buddy was widely used. <laughs> <laughs> to mean what exactly? I don't know. Uh, nicknames given or adopted by CB radio users are known as handles. Many truck drivers will call each other hand or by the name of the company they're driving for. CB and its distinctive language started in the United States, but was then exported to other countries, including Mexico, Germany, and Canada. So there's a so. bunch of these. So we're not going to read all of them, but we will pick out some highlights. Yeah. I mean, um, I really like a lot of the law enforcement ones. <laughs> me too. I mean, those are yeah. my favorites right off the start. I mean, like... A yeah. gumball machine or bubblegum machine is a police vehicle, especially one with the older style dome-shaped red rotating strobe light. <laughs> yeah. Miss Piggy is a female police officer. <laughs> a mama bear is a less derogatory term for a female police officer. Um, baby bear is a rookie police officer. Bear um, in a- the air is a, a helicopter or a form of police aircraft. <laughs> bear yeah. in the air. That sounds like boar on the floor. Uh-huh. Uh, bear rolling discos is a speeding police car with its lights flashing. <laughs> that just sounds so complicated, an analogy. Yeah. Uh, I like it though. Uh, it's a, it's just a fun image. I like it. A bear yeah. trap obviously is a speed trap or, or radar. Um, a polar bear <laughs> is a white unmarked police vehicle. <laughs> wall to wall bears is a large number of police vehicles, especially when on a chase. <laughs> a bear with ears is a police officer monitoring the CB airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, trucks and other non-police vehicles. Yeah. Um, an angry kangaroo is a truck with one or both of its headlights out. <laughs> a big truck is generally a truck able to pull a semi-trailer. How is that a jargon, though? Big truck. Yeah. It just, it's just a big truck. <laughs> it's just a big truck, yeah. Um, uh- <laughs> Uh, a chicken truck is a dressed up and fancy truck. Usually means extra chrome, wide front bumper, extra light, etc. Can also mean a fast truck. Does not mean a truck hauling chickens. <laughs> a blinkin' winkin' or kitty car is a school bus. <laughs> Gross. Buster Brown is a UPS truck. Oh, of course. A cornflake. A cornflake is a consolidated freightways truck. Okay. Oh, all right. A dung beetle is a Volkswagen beetle with a male driver. <laughs> that seems like vaguely homophobic, but I can't tell how. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> some of these are a little like, okay, this yeah. is clearly from the 70s and probably shouldn't yeah. be used anymore. Um, a go, go, girl, go, go girls on the dance floor is a livestock truck, preferably hauling pigs or cows. <laughs> Is that real? Were they really like, I got to go, go girls on the dance floor. Up ahead. Yeah. I um, guess so. A meat wagon is an ambulance. I like that. That's a uh, really morbid. Yeah. Uh, that's horrible. That's really horrible. <laughs> um, a, a corn binder slash 13 letter shit spreader is a Navistar international truck. Whatever the fuck that means. A 13 letter shit spreader. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, a pregnant roller skate is a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's, wow. That, that's, I like that. That's quite accurate. Yeah. Um, a skateboard is a straight flatbed trailer. A thermos bottle is a road tractor with a chemical trailer. Um, <laughs> a turkey hearse is a truck with a load of turkeys headed for slaughter. Wow. So that one's like very literal. It's uh, on the oh, nose, yeah. A wiggle wagon is a road tractor with more than one trailer. Okay, that's cute. <laughs> um, should we move on to destinations? Yeah. So these are code names for different locations in the world. And a lot of them are like, you know, self, you know, I mean, it's like Big Apple, New York, obviously. Beantown is Boston. Right, um, yeah. But uh, there are some su- there are some surprises in here for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the bubbly is Champaign, Illinois. <laughs> Chocolate Town is Hershey, Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very creative. Yeah. Choo Choo Town or Toe City or Chatty is Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, Crashville is Nashville. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Disney, Di- Disney Town is Anaheim. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Fort God is Memphis, Tennessee. Hmm. Hogtown is, is Toronto. I don't know why. Hogtown. Hogtown. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, Guitar Town is also Nashville. Um, um, I'll let you read the one for California because it's the best one. Oh yeah, California is Idiot Island. <laughs> <laughs> which is weird because we're not an island no nope. but i like uh, it yeah i also like austin texas which is either hippie haven or bat city or waterloo mm-hmm. um let's see stack of bricks is just a house or home i'm headed back to my stack of bricks sure <laughs> oh, all right um <laughs> Uh, Ripoff Griffins is Rip Griffins, a well-known truck stop outside Dallas. Uh, Rhymes with Fun is Regina, Saskatchewan. Oh, Regina, because it sounds like vagina. I guess. Regina, Saskatchewan Uh, is Rhymes with Fun. uh, Spud Town is Boise, Idaho. (laughs) That makes sense. I find some um, of these. I find some of these uncreative. <laughs> yeah, I'm some sorry. Of these truckers. are yeah. Mickey Mouse is Orlando, Florida. Uh, Cute. That's fine. Um, all right. Other popular terms. There's a bunch of number ones that we all know, like what ten four means. Um, but ten seven mean? means signing off. Oh, ten four means acknowledged. Okay, I'd yeah. forgotten. Yeah. Um, 1010 means a, oh yeah, cease broadcasting, but we'll continue to listen. I'm 1010 on the side. Yeah. How do they remember all these? Yeah. Threes and eights are well wishes to a fellow driver. Hmm. I like, I I think it would be great if they just said, well wishes to you, fellow driver, instead of the code. I know. <laughs> 10 100 is a restroom break. <laughs> um, a, uh, an alligator station is a user who talks constantly and seldom listens. Uh, Comic reference uh. to an alligator, all mouth and no ears. Someone who will not shut up. Frequently <laughs> refers to a powerful local base station transmitting to mobile CBers, often on channel 19. Similar to bucket mouth, linear lungs, but a base station rather than a mobile. Sometimes, though rarely, used to refer to a very loud mobile user. I like that. Yeah. Uh, back door is the rearmost vehicle driver in a group that watches for police officers approaching from behind and gives warning to the others in the group to slow down when speeding. See also front door and rocking chair. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. all right. Um, a uh, bear bait is an erratic or speeding driver. A bird um, dog is a radar detector. Bird dog is barking <laughs> means it's, it, it indicates that the radar is actually being used. Like my bird dog yeah. is barking. <laughs> Um, boop, boop, cluck, cluck, chicken truck are ways that chicken haulers greet each other. <laughs> boop, boop, cluck, cluck, chicken truck. <laughs> boop, boop, cluck, cluck. This is how I drive the truck. Um, <laughs> so bucket mouth linear lungs as previously referred to is someone who will not shut up. Um, CB Rambo is a radio user who brags about his fighting prowess, but won't actually fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, a choke and puke is a truck stop restaurant, especially one known for its less than quality food. That's Gross. disgusting. <laughs> a comedian is the median or central reservation of a highway, as in a bear taking pictures from the comedian. <laughs> that just sounds like a mispronunciation. I yeah. like it a lot. <laughs> Front door, as we said, is the leading vehicle driver in a group that watches for police officers. An eat em up is a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> um, go-go juice, uh, it means I need to get some fuel, which is uh, reminds me of Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. Um, <laughs> go-go girls are livestock. <laughs> as we've established. Yeah. I'm still not, I will never get tired of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, groceries are goods being hauled, of course. Okay. A good buddy. Oh, here we go. Good buddy. In the 70s, this was a stereotypical term for a friend or acquaintance on the CB airwaves. Now the term buddy can be used similarly as the term good buddy now means a homosexual, especially driver. No. Oh, okay. But maybe they mean like so they can hook up. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm this hoping is, for the best, but I doubt it. <laughs> this is a minefield because a lot of truckers are just like old white guys. And so, <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of these are problematic or. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, a mud duck is a CB user that has a weak signal and they keep trying to talk despite the fact that no one can understand them. <laughs> uh, on one's donkey means following one too close or tailgating as in you have a sports car on your donkey. <laughs> uh, like on your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, peanut butter uh, in one's ears is oblivious to or ignoring the CB transmission. I like that one. Mm -hmm. Rubbernecking we're all familiar with. Um, what else? Uh, <laughs> sandbagging. That's listening to conversation without participating, despite having the capability of speaking. Um, interesting. Okay. Um, what else? What else? What else? A turtle race is two trucks side by side, one trying to pass the other, but both have speed governors. Three Sisters are three large hills on 80 East between Salt Lake City, Utah, and Ford Bridger, Wyoming. That's very specific. Yeah. Now that's used by the general public. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wall to wall and treetop tall is an exceptionally clear, strong signal or transmission. Great. Uh, suicide jockey is a driver who's hauling dangerous goods such as explosives. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Outdoor TV is a drive-in movie theater, <laughs> which just sounds like what you would call it if you were like really out of it and you couldn't think of the name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like an out. It's like an outdoor TV. <laughs> Um, on TikTok, I've seen a few, um, sort of young female truckers who make TikToks, um, and they seem really cool, but oh. like a, a lot of them like sort of discuss the difficulty in being in an industry where you're just like surrounded by male truckers who will hit on you and say weird things at like the weigh-ins and stuff. I bet um, they've had to develop their own language within this extra language. Yeah. Connect with each other. I think they're they're fairly rare, but I kind of hope that more women can get into that industry and develop their own slang. And I would love to see that, yeah, uh, reflected here. And but then we would have to. I mean, I feel like people don't share this stuff until they're not using it anymore. Mm, that's true. Yeah. So maybe they. I hope that they already do have their own language, and that we just don't know about it. There's probably like a, a trucker message board or something. Yeah. Um, or maybe I just have to keep watching their TikToks to find um, out. Well, thank you so much for sending us this. Mm -hmm. I strongly appreciate it, uh, even though it is a minefield. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Just in case any of you happen to scroll it, there are some, you know, kind of racist or not so great things in yeah. there. Um, Be warned. Be warned. That concludes Wiki of the Week. It's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? Lisa, what did you learn today? What did I learn? Um, I learned that your neighbor has some issue. I don't know <laughs> what the issue is, and I'm just dying to know. Yeah, I know some people who live on the same block as her, so maybe I'll uh, see Poke if around any more, more info. Yeah. I want you to, I mean, I, 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 not to be provocative, but I would like you to keep walking by and just see what else <laughs> happens. Well, Alan's always really insistent about walking by there. So I don't know. Maybe I there, will. There might be another encounter. It's all grist for the podcast, Emily. You have to do it. Yeah. I just have to keep getting in fights with the people I live near. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I learned that, um, a go-go girls on the dance floor means a livestock truck. <laughs> and that was important. I'm going to remember that forever. That is um, important. I've been collecting some good butt pics, but I'm saving them. I'm going to, I'm going to report them later. Oh yeah. Save them for max fun drive, which is coming up. Exactly. Exactly. In a few weeks. Uh, stay tuned. We're very excited about it. We've got some fun stuff planned. Mm -hmm. um, thank you, as always, to uh, our producer, Rob Para for producing our show. Making it sound okay. Yeah. Thank you to Nate Heller for all of our fun music. And um, you can email us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. 
Please do send us your weird store names that you can't get out of your head. Send us butt pics, send us wiki links and whatever else comes to mind. And if you live in Asheville, tell us if you've been to the Celtic way. Please. Yes. Uh, And if you have a theory about why that woman flipped me off, I'd like to hear (laughs) it as long as it doesn't hurt my feelings. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Really important. (laughs) You can follow us online. I'm at Lisa Draws on Instagram. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller. And, and goodbye. Goodbye. We know everything. Baby geniuses. We know everything. Baby geniuses. We know everything. Baby geniuses. We know everything. I'm going first. It's me, Jackie Kasia. Man, she's always this bossy. I'm Lori Kilbarton. Uh, we're a bunch of stand-up comics, and uh, we've been doing comedy like 60 years total with <laughs> both of us, but we look amazing. And, uh, working out. We drop every Monday on Max Fun, and it's called The Jackie and Lori Show, and you could listen to it and learn about comedy and learn about anger management and all the things. And Jackie is married but childless, and I'm unmarried but childful. So together, we make <laughs> one complete woman. Is that just what that one's gonna end? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we try to make Kyle laugh just like that and say, oh my God, every episode. It's a good job. Jackie and Lori Show, Mondays only on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.